Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. I am Dr. Karen Becker and Jesse Pickard has been nominated for an Animal Game Changer Award. And we're so happy and honored that Jesse has joined us this morning as a special guest uh, to talk about all of the amazing work that she's doing. So Jesse, welcome and congratulations on your nomination. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. So tell for people that don't know about the work that you're doing, if you could back us up and just walk us through a little bit about how you arrived at volunteering where you're at. Okay. Um, growing up, we were always animal lovers. Uh, my mom um, started with golden retrievers, so they've always been very close to my heart. Um, when I became an adult and went to college, I started volunteering for a golden retriever rescue in Oklahoma. And now that I'm here in Virginia, I've been with GREAT, uh, Golden Retriever Rescue Education and Training, for about 25 years. I've been their adoption coordinator, I'm on the board, and I'm a foster home. Um, so just from the get-go, I was always a dog lover, and um, now I'm a dog rescuer. So beautiful. And when you, uh, w- did you move to Virginia and then found just kind of, you know, we we kind of tend to gravitate towards people and pods and energies that are similar to ours. Did you, were you able to just, um, I find this organization early on? Yes. Yeah, so when I was in Oklahoma as a grad student, I adopted my very first golden Annie from the rescue there. And I just fell in love with the mission and what they were doing. So I joined. And uh, when I finished grad school and I came and got a job in Virginia, I looked up Golden Retriever Rescues and found great. And they were actually in need of an adoption coordinator right away. So from from that moment on, I was their adoption coordinator and I've been with them ever since. Um, It's a great organization. They've rescued more than 5,000 dogs um, over the course of the 25 years I've been with them. Um, It's it just fit right in. Yeah. And so as, as the adoption coordinator, Jesse, do you, are there, do people say, Hey, there's a golden in a shelter here, or is it more through, you know, I'm sure it's all different backgrounds. So maybe people that pass away, you know, older mm-hmm. people, maybe that need their dog place. How, how are people calling you from all over the state when there's a golden or how does that work? Right. So, um, With GREAT, um, we get about 80% of our dogs from owner give-ups, people who call us that can no longer care for them or a relative has passed away and nobody in the family can take the dog, Um, new baby, new husband, new spouse, whatever doesn't want the dog. Um, We've had some crazy reasons too, uh, but they will call GREAT. Our foster home and intake coordinator will get the process started. Um, when we bring the dog into great, they go to a foster home for uh, a minimum amount of time where we get them checked out by the vet, we get them checked out for behavior, um, we address anything we see. Uh, and then I come in as the adoption coordinator. Um, in the meantime, I'm interviewing applications, doing home visits, 
uh, getting all that straight uh, because our job uh, in the rescue is to make the best match possible. So we learn everything we can about the dog in the foster home and we learn everything that we can about our applicants through reference checks and home visits. And then we try to put them together because we want the dog's next match to be the forever one. Um, they've already been through whatever they've been through and we wanna make sure this next one um, is the right one. So it's not a fast process with Great, but it's as thorough as we can make it and we have a really high success rate. And Jesse, which do you have a, um, do you have kind of a, a waiting list? Let's say someone that would be interested in an older dog or maybe it's, you know, special needs golden. Do you have people that are just kind of made themselves available, filled out the application and are, are waiting for that perfect golden to come along? We do. Um, we actually have a whole lot more applications than we have Goldens available. Um, as you know, this COVID time period has been very strange for everybody. Um, so many people are home now and they have the time. You know, that's the biggest reason to give up a dog is no time. So they're home now. They have the time. People have adopted dogs, you know, in greater numbers than they ever have before. And they're also applying in greater numbers than they ever have before. So, you know, lots of people want to adopt and there aren't very many dogs available at this time. But one of the things I like about GREAT is um, our mission is to never say no to a dog because of age or medical issues. So we take in dogs no matter what their age, no matter what their medical crisis is, and we do everything we can to address it. And luckily we have foster homes that love this kind of dog. Um, we have applicants that love this kind of dog. They love um, the ones that nobody else wants, you know, the, the three-legged dogs, the blind dogs, the partially paralyzed dogs, you know, the dogs that are in hospice care that are gonna pass away from cancer pretty soon, you know, um, that we just do our best to make comfortable. So we have foster homes and we have applicants that um, that's their mission. So, so when they come to a rescue, it's not that they, they want a dog in their house. They want to be there for a dog. You know, you know the difference? Um, they're there for the dog, not because, you know, they want a dog to complete their family. Does, does that make sense? Did I say that correctly? <laughs> and, and you know what's so beautiful about this system is that uh, I think that in home foster care, in this kind of specialized niche where you're, you are, you know, you've got these overwhelmingly committed foster homes and people willing to, to figure out maybe what needs to be worked on. You've got the whole system set up for the dogs to be successful, regardless of what they came out of. And that's a really beautiful thing. Do we have a guest there? <laughs> well, uh, Stevie just walked through, but this is, this is Molly. Um, Molly came to the rescue as a, as a three-year-old. She was born paralyzed from her waist back. And um, she, she wasn't given uh, the best prognosis. Um, they tried surgery, it didn't work. So Molly wears a harness and a diaper. Um, and you know, she was originally with another rescue, but um, you know, young Goldens are very high energy. They're very happy, they're very vivacious. And at the time she was, the same as any other golden. She just happened to be in a harness and a diaper. And um, the people that uh, originally started fostering her were expecting kind of a, a senior hospice care kind of dog. And that wasn't Molly. So um, luckily when she was three years old, she made it to great, made it to my home as a foster. Um, what's great about Molly is that she knows note that she, she's no different than any other dog we've, we've ever fostered. Um, she just happens to have a different kind of mobility. Um, and we work with that. Um, we've learned so much. We've worked with so many experts in the field. Um, 
what I, what I, one of the things I love about fostering a dog like Molly is that I get to work with um, a, an animal chiropractor. I get to work with a, um, Hi. Hi. what's up Molly girl, what you doing? <laughs> I get to work with um, acupuncturist, cold laser therapist. I get to do ozone therapy with her, um, water therapy with her. Um, she loves swimming. Um, she loves living. Uh, she is 10 years old now, and we've had the best journey. Um, one of the things I like about this rescue is that um, they have a long-term foster program. And what that means is um, that they consider um, that no one would want to adopt a dog like Molly, but they have a foster home like, um, like us that will take care of her for the rest of their lives. So she's still a great dog. She's considered a foster dog, but she gets to live out her life here and great maintains, you know, her, her therapeutic massage, her acupuncture, her cold laser, everything that's going to keep her comfortable and happy and living life, you know, the way she wants to live it. So that's one of the reasons I really love working with this organization is that it's all about quality and, and fun and letting a golden be a golden for as long as possible. Beautiful. And the, the cool thing about her is that she's educating everyone around her while she's living her best life. She's educating everyone around her, especially people that may not be familiar with the fact that dogs born with um, maybe not physically perfect, their quality of life is exceptional and, um, and they can have very fulfilled lives. And I think that those types of ambassadors are really important. And then talk to me about who this is. So this is Stevie. Hey Stevie Hi. girl, what you doing? Hi honey. <laughs> and Stevie's blind. Stevie is blind. She was born blind. Um, Stevie was actually born, um, uh, and diagnosed with chondrodystrophic dwarfism, and she was given six months to live. Um, so we knew when we got her that um, we were just going to try to keep her happy as a puppy um, and not do too much with her. But luckily, we were working with a trainer at the time who got very angry with us and said, no, you're not. You're going to get her in puppy class. She is going to learn how to be a good a good canine citizen. She's going to be exposed to as much as you can expose her to for as long as you can. <laughs> and we did that. We got her in puppy class. Um, we, we took her swimming. We took her to public events. And here she is. She is now 12 years old. Wow. Um, she, yes, we've, we, addressed, we addressed her kidney disease. You know, she was born in kidney failure. We addressed that with diet, um, with lots of supplements, with, um, with acupuncture. We did it as naturally as we could. And now... Um, she got to join the Morris Foundation's Golden Oldie study because she's 12 years old. And even with everything else she has going on, there's no cancer. So um, both Stevie and Molly um, come to events with us. Um, they meet people um, um, in the, they meet the public, they meet children. Um, Molly has her own Facebook page. I mean, these dogs have been so incredible, um, both to us personally, because we get to take care of them and be their stewards, but to, you know, people at large, I mean, it's so important to see that dogs like this don't need to be written off. I mean, they can live really rich, full lives. Um, you just have to be there for them. You just have to, you just have to explore what your options are. Um, I've, through fostering these two, I have met so many people who, who just see 
that there's a challenge and we can figure out how to do this. We can figure out how to work with it. We can, we can find ways to, to help them be happy and live great lives. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to get, a <laughs> yeah. um, sorry. It's been such a privilege to take care of, um, dogs that have special needs. Um, it's been a privilege to figure out what's going to work for them and what's going to see them through and, and how, you know, many of them can be adopted and, and have a family of their own. I just love that, um, we don't give up on them. Um, that's what's the most important thing about working with this organization. Um, you know, we fundraise all the time to make sure that we never have to say no, that we always have the resources to go and find, you know, orthotics for Molly, who's paralyzed or um, special treatments for Stevie, who's blind and in kidney failure, um, special diets, um, anything we can do. Um, there's, there's resources out there. There's more resources out there now than there ever was before. Um, you know, I think 30 years ago, um, these dogs might've been, you know, let go, put down, you know, euthanized, um, but that doesn't have to be. And, and um, they can live happy, comfortable lives, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And they, they also, they also, are wildly happy in the bodies that they have that maybe as humans, we would say things like, well, you know, they're, they're not, you know, they're not quite perfect. They, they are perfect. And they're in, they're happily perfect with everything that they've known from birth and they're a-okay in the bodies that they have. And I think us trying to keep them as comfortable as possible is also role modeling for everyone watching the dogs in your organization interact with the people interacting with the public. It's you're bringing a, a tremendous amount of awareness to the fact that all dogs can have an exceptional quality of life. If we can do our parts as their stewards in providing that to them and your organization's doing that. Lovely, I, I would agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, they live very, very full, happy lives. Um, and they're exposed to as much as we can expose them to, you know, the beach, swimming, hiking, um, you know, playing games, meeting people, you know, being stewards, just showing everybody that, that you can live this happy life and a full life, um, no matter what your challenges are. Really good. So I can only imagine, Jesse, that you love a million things about your volunteer position, but what's the thing that you, that gets you up in the morning that just makes you overwhelmingly happy about your position? I love being a piece in the chain. I love, um, um, having a, a, a golden come in, a dog come in that, that needs a second chance. I love being a part of giving them that chance. I love um, figuring out what I can do to address, you know, what's medical going on, what's behavior going on, what, what they need to turn themselves, a, to get themselves into a position where a forever family is gonna love them. Um, I love bringing them in doing the best I can and then letting them go to a family that's going to love them for the rest of their lives. Um, just being a part of that, that story from beginning to end is why I get up and I do this every day. Yeah, it's really good. And that has to be incredibly fulfilling for you to see them in their forever homes and knowing that you were a part of thousands of those dog journeys. It, incredible. And, and Jesse, if there was, if there was one thing that maybe people that, that haven't 
done what you've done, if there's one thing that you would want the world to know, what, what would it be? I think um, people get, get a little um, uh, nervous about the entire picture. And I think what they need to do um, is concentrate on what you can do right here and now. Um, you know, the things I do with my dogs, um, I, I often tell people it didn't start out that way. It starts out small and it gets bigger and bigger. And finally you have this whole routine that you do uh, when if you come in, you know, from out of the blue, it's very intimidating. But, but what I think I would say is stop thinking about it just do, just do something, do something small and let it grow. Um, just, just take a step, just volunteer a little, um, uh, you know, do a temporary foster, um, see how that goes, um, meet a whole lot of different kind of dogs, start talking to a whole lot of different kind of people, get ideas. Um, but honestly, my bottom line is just do, just, just be present, uh, you know, show up, and do something, do something and let it grow and then do something more and then do something more. And you'll find pretty soon you've got it and, and you've got some confidence and you're helping dogs that you never thought you could. Really good. That's fantastic advice. Little tiny steps aren't nearly as overwhelming and you don't, you don't have to do the big picture. You can do one right. tiny step and that's a powerful contributing factor. If everyone did a little bit, we'd be much farther along. It's really good advice. Jesse, if people wanted to learn more about this organization or maybe um, how to follow or you know, when dogs come in, if they're interested in learning more or seeing uh, more about the organization, where would people go? So great. Um, the, the website is uh, www.grreat.org. And that's an acronym of our full name, Golden Retriever Rescue Education and Training. We also have a Facebook group, um, Molly has her own Facebook group, um, which you can get to from the website or from Great's um, Facebook. But yeah, we our Facebook group is mostly for fun and, and information and that kind of thing. But if you're interested in volunteering, adopting, um, anything like that, you would go to our website. Beautiful. Well, congratulations. It's well-deserved. What a beautiful thing that you are doing that you are deeply inspired and passionate about. It's obvious and evident. And um, it's really wonderful that golden retrievers have beautiful people in the world that are solely focused on giving them the very best quality of life. Jesse, thank you for everything. You thank and your you. Uh, thank you very much. I've, um, I really appreciate talking to you and, and being nominated for this was very cool. So thank you.